0: Hey, what's up, Warriors? It is Jeff from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 330. Okay, I am a glutton for punishment, I admit it. <laughs> I thought, why not open up the debate bag for this week's episode on whether or not you should have a manual safety on your handgun or not. And either side of the aisle that you're on with this, get ready to get your panties in a wad, because I have some harsh realities for both sides of this argument. And I'll even give you my own personal recommendations for you to throw stones at as well. It's all coming right up, but hey, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes, including your handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet covering all the main points. All you have to do is head on over to www.warriorlifepodcast.com slash 330 and download it all absolutely free. And now, let the fiction begin.
1: Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast.
0: All right, welcome back, everybody. This is Jeff Anderson, Executive Director of WarriorLife.com, with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And boy, do I love a good online debate, right? Um, And I have to admit... Today's topic is one of my favorites, because there are actually valid arguments to both sides here, and frankly, it's just fun to watch everyone get all uptight about how there's only like one answer to a problem that clearly has far too many variables to have a one-stop solution to it. Now, I'm talking this week about whether or not the handgun that you carry, and in this case, we're talking about an automatic, not a revolver, whether it should have a manual safety on it or not. Now, to be clear, for those of you who may be new to handguns, I'm referring to the mechanism on most semi-automatic handguns that must be manually switched off, typically like with your firing hand thumb, but not always, in order for the weapon to fire. Now, in contrast, there are handgun versions out there that are called safety-less guns, which I don't agree with this term, but it's simple enough for understanding purposes for this thing. And they don't require you to manually switch anything off to get the gun to go bang. The most notable of these that get so much attention is the Glock striker-fired pistol that has an integrated safety system involved with it that helps prevent a negligent discharge. Now, I should warn you that the decision to use a gun with or without a manual safety is one of those arguments that always runs the risk of the never-ending what-if scenarios that supposedly proves that one argument is more valid than another. In reality, nothing is foolproof, and there's always going to be a what-if scenario where one method will be better than another, so please keep this in mind as we're talking about this, all right? But for the purposes of this week's discussion, I'm going to ask you to keep an open mind, listen to both sides of the argument, and I'll give you my own ideas and thoughts on the topic, and I promise to do the same and listen to your input as well and discuss things on our website over at warriorlife.com, where this podcast is hanging out. Um, I always love to hear from you and engage in professional, respectful debate, so please do leave your comments on this and be respectful of other people's opinions here, okay? Finally, the context that I'm going to be discussing with you uh, in this episode is whether the manual safety is the right choice, mainly in relation to you having the weapon on your person in a concealed carry position, not sitting in a gun safe somewhere for those of you who own a gun for like a home defense scenario. And that if you are carrying that there's a round already loaded in the chamber when you draw. So based on this, while there are five basically what we call conditions of carrying, what well, we're talking about are condition one where with a pistol, uh, it has a manual safety on it. it, a round is in the chamber, a magazine is inserted and the hammer is cocked and the safety is engaged. Or condition zero, which is around is chambered, a magazine is inserted, the hammer is cocked with the safety off, or in this case of a handgun like a Glock, which is a striker fired weapon that has a built-in passive or like automatic safety mechanism that doesn't require you to manually get it ready to fire. It's built in where all you have to do is pull the trigger, it's gonna make the gun go bang, alright? Okay, with all this being said, there are two main argument pivots that I see most people focusing on when it comes to manual safeties. And that is one, the proponents of having a manual safety argue that it's just not safe to wear or draw your weapon without a manual safety on it. It's just not safe. You have too many risks there for the gun going off either, even if it's in a holster, or when you're taking it out that you're going to too quickly put your finger on the trigger and the gun's going to go off because you're going to squeeze it too quickly, all right? Then there are those who don't like manual safeties with the argument that you most likely won't be able to effectively employ your weapon or take off the safety in a real attack if it has that manual safety because you won't you won't be able to think fast enough or effectively enough to disengage that safety with all that adrenaline coursing through your veins. All right, so let's take a look at those two arguments. So the first one here, negligent discharge when the gun is worn or being drawn. The argument is that if you don't have a safety, the gun is more likely to go off due to holster malfunctions, or if it falls out of the holster, or you're more, more likely to shoot yourself as you're drawing it out of the holster, a.k.a. Glock leg, where you're pulling it out of the holster, your finger goes on that trigger, You pull it, and it goes off. Whereas if you have a manual safety, even if your finger goes on the trigger, you still have to actively disengage the safety, and this gives you another level of protection there. Now, I have an admission here because my first negligent discharge, actually my only negligent discharge, was drawing my Glock handgun from a concealed position when I first began training with it, and I have to really chalk that up to inexperience with not having... Um, a manual safety to manipulate there. My first handgun was a Beretta 9mm. It had a manual safety to it, and I didn't realize that I'd actually picked up some training scars from being used to that manual safety. So I can personally attest that there is an argument here for the advantage of having a manual safety to avoid sending a bullet in a direction that you didn't want it to go in. Fortunately, nobody got hurt with my neg- negligent discharge, that round landed, that, it went off as I was, as I was drawing my handgun from concealment. It went off about, I'd say about like three, three to four feet off in front of me, right in front of me there. But let me give you a few items to chew on here. First of all, a manual safety is not a real safety. Okay. So for the people that, that are arguing for the manual safety, for the use of a manual safety, it's not a real safety. And, unfortunately, it can give you a false sense of security. You know, for all of those stories and what-if scenarios you hear about, a negligent discharge from someone like me carrying a Glock or another weapon with a passive safety system, how many times have you also heard of someone shooting themselves or someone else because they just swore that their handgun safety was on? Okay? It's not a real safety. You can have a real false sense of security in thinking that you had it on an accident. The the reality is an accidental discharge can happen either way. So it's not really an answer for either argument on this side, right? Okay. So now let's look at the argument you may, uh, that many have against a manual safety. And that is that those who don't like uh, manual safeties have the argument that you most likely won't be able to take your weapon off of safe in a real attack because, you've got to think about it, you're not going to have your mind in the, you're going to have this adrenaline dump, you're not going to be able to effectively make sure that it's off there, you're going to go to pull the trigger, it's still going to be unsafe, and then you're losing valuable microseconds there where you have an attacker in front of you, and all of a sudden you're trying to figure out why the gun isn't going bang. So for me, I can tell you that there there is an argument for this, and that I want to make sure that when I pull the trigger, I know it's going to go bang, all right? And there is something to be said about the adrenaline dump that you're going to get out of this. Now, of course, most people will tell you that while they'll recognize that this is a an argument for those people that do love or do um, choose to have a manual safety, they're, they recognize there is an argument for this, but of course, they'll also tell you that you just sim- simply need to train enough to draw and take the weapon off of safe in the same movement, and that this will just be second nature in a real attack. In other words, there's the thought that training and practice can overcome anything. Well, there's never going to be an end to this debate. I can promise you that. And this really does, this really ends up becoming where things really get down to name calling in the forums and things. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible to be able to train your way to taking off the safety while you're drawing. But a couple of points here. So number one, while most tactical fanboys talk a good game about weapon practice, few ever actually do it. I can tell you, few people ever actually train to the point where this becomes so second nature that you're able to do it and not have to worry about it, all right? So that's number one, is getting in enough practice. But here's the other thing, point number two on this is that I liken gun training to the same thing that I've seen over and over again in self-defense training out there. Everything seems to work fine in training, until you have some like 300-pound thug trying to disembowel you with a broken beer bottle. It's really hard to reproduce this type of pucker factor in your training, and you don't know what you're going to do until you're actually in the battle. And I can attest to this. You really don't know what's going to happen until you're actually in the fight. Now, for all of you safety purists out there who think that I'm challenging you, that you're not smart enough to be able to draw and take your weapon off of safe at the same time, maybe you can and maybe you can't. All I'm saying is that you don't really know until the moment of truth. Okay, so for those of you that just want me to get to the end of the story and and tell you what's the answer, manual safety or not, well, here's the bottom line considerations that you really should consider, but I'm not saying this is the bottom line on your own personal choice, all right? For me, I choose to carry an automatic handgun without a safety, and yes, I am a Glock fanboy for my own personal concealed carry platform. Now, personally, I believe in preparing for the worst-case scenario. For me, that means that I'm ambushed without warning, I have to fight to my gun, I've only got a split second to be able to get it into the fight once I actually do reach it, and I'm going to be at pucker factor 1,000 with the adrenaline dump of my life being on the line, that adrenaline is just coursing through my veins. That means that I'll have less fine motor skills at my calling, I may not have my wits nor the dexterity to switch off a manual safety when I need it the most. I need that gun to go bang when I pull the trigger. Now, I will admit that an accidental discharge is more likely to happen with a firearm without a manual safety. That includes someone picking up the weapon if it wasn't intended for them, like a child in the home. That's the nature of the reason why there's a manual safety in the first place, to avoid an accident. And that's why I don't like for them to be called accidental discharges. I prefer them to be called negligent, negligent discharges because there shouldn't be any accidents. If a child got hold of a gun, if your gun fell out of its holster as you did a flip on the dance floor at a wedding, yes, that actually happened, or you mashed your booger hook on the trigger too soon when drawing your weapon, none of those are accidents. They can all be avoided if you're not negligent. All right? So, in my opinion you have to handle every handgun as though it's loaded and the safety is off anyway, right? And for me, this is another argument for a passive or a non-manual safety because even if you do have a manual safety, it can be taken off of safe from being snagged on clothing, maybe accidentally taken off safe when you were holstering it or unholstering it, or even just forgot to put it back on safe when it was being holstered. Those are all negligent actions. Therefore, you shouldn't have different rules for different safety platforms. If this is the case, and if in a real attack not having a manual safety is an advantage, then why not take advantage of that advantage? Okay? But, again, as I said, this is not, I'm not saying that this is the bottom line of your own personal choice. In the end, none of what I said is meant to be the end, be-all, end-all advice for what you should personally choose. And here it is. Don't let anyone tell you what you must have in order to be prepared. It's your life. It's your gun. If you feel safer with a manual safety... You should get a gun with a manual safety. There's nothing wrong with you if you want a manual safety on your handgun. There's also nothing wrong with you if you want to have a gun without a manual safety like me. But just know that there are responsibilities on both sides there. Also, if you're buying a weapon to feel safe and you don't plan on actually carrying it for personal protection or practicing with it for a real self-defense scenario, then my recommendation is to not buy a weapon without a manual safety. A gun isn't a toy. And And if I can't talk you into actually training with it so it becomes an extension of your body, then I think you're potentially setting yourself up for an accident, a negligent accident, right? Potentially one that is deadly and someone that you love doing the dying. Ultimately, this always brings us back to your own personal responsibility with owning a weapon and especially carrying one. You need to know the pros and cons and evaluate your own needs and, and this is key, your own abilities. Even for you tactical fanboys out there who don't want to have a manual safety, are you doing enough training with it so that you are actually able to be have it almost like second nature, okay? So for those of you like me who do carry a gun without a manual safety, there are some rules that you should consider to be as safety as possible to be as safe as possible. Uh, one is never carry a handgun without a manual safety out of a holster, and I'm talking about like pocket carry holster, or if you have an off body carry, like in a um, if you have a, any sort of an off off carry bag. Or if you're a woman with a purse, um, you always want to make sure that you have it inside of a holster. It always needs to be inside of a holster. And I mean, even if it's on your nightstand. So I, I've got a Glock. I do not put it on my nightstand without it being in a holster at night. Okay. I don't need to reach over there and think it's my phone half asleep. I don't, I need to have some protective mechanism on there so that I'm not going to pull the trigger and think it's my phone, or too quickly grab it and pull the trigger. Uh, We just had a horrible incident uh, in the news recently with a guy that um, his pregnant wife was up getting a glass of water, came back to the room, and he thought she was right next to him, and he picked up the gun, shot her, and killed her um, right there in in the bedroom thinking that it was actually her sleeping next to him when it was actually the, the dog, Right. I'm all for if it's a nighttime type of a scenario, you need to have protections in place there that you're not just grabbing a gun half asleep and just pulling a trigger on something, okay? So never carry a gun without a manual safety out of a holster, all right? Point number two here is to have a holster that you can actually trust. Now, I've seen negligent discharges happen even with old-school leather holsters that are out there that started out nice and crisp, and they were a good holster. But over time, as they got more worn in and more comfortable, the leather managed to work its way close enough to the trigger that it actually caused it to be pulled back when somebody was bending over. Make sure that your holster is rigid enough to actually protect the trigger, because that is your safety. Okay, your, Your holster is your ultimate safety there. So I prefer Kydex or ABS plastic. Uh, Kydex is what I prefer. So make sure that it is rigid enough and that it is covering that that trigger guard there, all right? Um, and now, here's a big lesson for you, the crowd that are like safeties are for sissies, all right? While you may think that training is more important for a real gunfight if you do have a manual safety so that you can learn to take it off of safe and engage your target – I would argue that training training is even more important if you don't have a manual safety. Realize that you are responsible for every single bullet that comes out of your gun. And I believe from experience that if you're ambushed and reaching for your gun, you are more likely than not to stick your finger on the trigger because this is how we naturally grip anything. To this point, we have to actually train people to not automatically put their trigger finger on the trigger when they pick up the handgun or draw their weapon from the holster. And with your weapon on the trigger, you could have a reactionary squeeze that could cause you to fire too quickly. This is going to be more dangerous to others, including loved ones, than if you pulled a gun with a manual safety and forgot to take it off of safe. So... Don't think that you're going to naturally index your finger along the slide because that's how you've naturally trained to do it at the range. That's not necessarily the case. But practice will help you better prepare and make it a more natural response for you. Just as training to disengage a manual safety will give that crowd a better chance of employing their weapon in a real attack. Okay, so don't have a false sense of security on either side here. The solution is going to be able, is going to be for you to practice with your weapon and the best way to do that is with dry fire because it's safer that way also right my preferred way is with airsoft because there is a projectile if you've got an airsoft gun i use a blowback uh, a gas blowback airsoft gun there is a projectile that comes out of there and live fire range is meant for you to confirm your dry fire practice now i will admit that i did not dry fire enough with my Glock before I went out there and really started practicing with it. And that was one of the reasons why I had a negligent discharge. Okay. So dry fire practice with a weapon and only confirm it with dry fire at the range. All right. Okay. So I've given you some real things to to consider here. again, Did I give a definitive answer? No, because there really isn't one. It really comes down to your own personal choice and what you do with it. Just understand your responsibility with how with the weapon that you actually choose, all right? Now I want to hear from you. Yes, I'm going to open up the debate here with the same understanding that there is no real definitive answer one way or the other. But I want to hear what have you chosen as your platform, manual safety or no manual safety? Why did you make that choice, and what did you do to mitigate any threats or any potential dangers with the choice that you actually have? All right? Please go ahead and leave a comment on our blog over at WarriorLife.com where you see this podcast episode, And, uh, and give us your comments there, okay? And until our next Warrior Life broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive.
1: survive